0: Are you ready to make the phone ring, the website ping, and the till ding? In this episode, we're talking about one of the best kept secrets in any community. It's Network of Local Businesses. Businesses that rely on foot traffic, phone calls, and website bookings. From the skinny lessons that'll make you wince, to the tell-all exposés, these everyday people are doing extraordinary things in their business. Welcome to the Secret Life of Local. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl and founder of the Get Found for Local program. I've been helping local businesses thrive for over 20 years, from online businesses to multi-location stores. You can turn browsers to buyers and thinkers to doers. But before we head into our episode today, I want to ask everyone a question. Have you ever received a spam email? Of course you have. Who hasn't? What about a spoof email? where it looks like it's coming from one business, but it's actually coming from someone else. Or maybe you've even had that notification that an account like Facebook or Instagram has been compromised. That's what we're talking about today, cybersecurity and how as a business, you can protect yourself. So we're gonna go behind the scenes with Shazad Koja from IBITS, Intelligent Business and IT Solutions. Welcome, Shazad. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Ibit.
1: Thank you, Barb. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, um, my name is uh, Shazad. I'm with uh, Ibit. Uh, Ibit has been providing uh, IT services uh, since 2010 in the province of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, we specialize in providing IT services, IT support, and cybersecurity to small and medium-sized businesses all throughout Canada from our headquarters in Regina. Awesome. Um, And we are one of the very few businesses in Saskatchewan providing IT services in both English and French language.
0: Excellent. So let me ask a a really silly question. Why is what you do important?
1: Uh, What we do is uh, important uh, because uh, especially living in, a province like Saskatchewan, where uh, we live as a small community, uh, there's a need for uh, um, champions in every industry to rise and help local businesses. Mm -hmm. And this is something that uh, with our expertise, we feel uh, almost obligated to serve our community by providing the best solution so that the small local businesses can thrive, uh, be more secure, uh, and are able to uh, grow and help uh, other fellow community members.
0: Isn't cybersecurity, isn't that a big business thing? Like, as a small business, do I really need to even worry about it?
1: Uh, this is a, a million-dollar question. Um, every small business owner, uh, especially with all the tools, Google, Um, you know, we, we know how to protect ourselves. Mm Uh, we, we, we can easily go online, search for help, uh, and get whatever thing we need, um, uh, right now. So, Mm -hmm. so when, when the question comes for cybersecurity, we, we are more, you know, um, eager to go online and find solutions to help protect ourselves, which is also a very good option. Um, but when, when the question comes of who is being impacted with that decision of mm-hmm. someone managing their own uh cybersecurity yeah. uh one one tends to look at some some answers that am i knowledgeable enough am i trained enough do i have all the industry certification and do i know everything what i need to do to protect myself and my business from all the cyber threats mm-hmm. and when when the question comes to that level uh it is Slightly you know uh, important for someone to or basically easy to just pick up the phone and call someone and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goes a long way. Um, yeah. A lot of time we we speak with businesses and they have had their own uh, i t in control because every small business starts with one or two people yeah. uh, and when when they start at that level, it makes sense to manage their own i t yeah. but when they start growing. Uh, they definitely need to uh, account for several people involved in the business
2: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: how their their uh, their activity is going to impact their business if they are not uh, taking all the checks and balances yes. for their IT security.
0: Exactly. Um, as a business owner, I know I feel quite comfortable with our security, but I can't... I can't influence what all of the rest of my team click on. So they might get something that looks 100% 100 legitimate, but when you click the link, it's like, oh, that's not where I thought I was going. And one of the biggest offenders that I'm seeing recently is Facebook. I will get a message that looks like it's from, from Facebook, from Facebook billing, from Meta. And when you actually look at the link, That it comes from like the email address that it comes from it's very clear that it's not and even something that simple i think really confuses people because right away they jump to well if it says it's from facebook then doesn't it have to be from facebook and people don't understand how simple it is to you know spoof uh you know a a name and an address that it's that it's coming from when you're working with small and local businesses where like where would you typically start? I know on our side we always start with web security and passwords and uh you know two factor authentication. Where do you start when you step into a local business uh
1: excellent question uh there there uh, I wish there was an easy answer for this question that you start from here uh but but the best way that you can start uh at this day and age is education.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: education is number one priority. Uh, if, if you have a team who, uh, who is using technology, computers, cell phone, um, you name it to help you with your business, uh, they all should be first of all, trained. Mm-hmm. They need to yeah. have the right education. Uh, once they are trained, you have done 50% of the job. Yeah. Uh, uh, for example, you mentioned about Facebook, uh, a lot of, People now working from home,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they try and in their spare time or in their lunch break, they would visit social media websites, mm-hmm. which not knowingly could be safe and could not be safe. And especially when they're using company property, yes. their, their office computer to go on such websites, uh, the, the risk of a cyber attack increases at mm-hmm. that point. Yep. And then if the education piece has been taken care of, the 50%, the rest of the stuff would be your antivirus, would be your spam filter. Uh, all the things that go on the list would kind of act uh, as a, you know, secondary defense mechanism.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, this is this is very important for any small business to keep in mind that uh, uh, education is primary and, and, uh, we, we as uh, a small community have a lot to take advantage of local resources we have available. For example, I, I did not know until a couple years ago that through Regina Public Library,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we have access to LinkedIn Learning. Yes. So if you are Regina Public Library <clears throat> uh, uh, card holder, mm-hmm. you can easily log into your account, access LinkedIn Learning, yes. and LinkedIn Learning is full of uh, security courses. So as a business owner, I would advise any person or anyone listening to this um, podcast mm-hmm. is if you want your team to be educated, you can take advantage of a lot of free resources. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, Government of Canada has put in a lot of things in place. You can go to getcybersafe.gc.ca. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of material you can get certified. Uh You can Google, you can go on online and then just find uh, resources to train your staff on how they can be more prepared for such uh, attacks through emails, Mm -hmm. uh, through text messages uh, or, you know, a variety of mediums.
0: So uh, let's start there then, Shazad. Where or how do a lot of these attacks start? Is it email? Is it somebody clicking on a link they shouldn't? Um, Uh, How does this typically happen?
1: uh, It's one of the primary ways of this, uh, um, as we are seeing more commonly happening, is especially with email. Mm -hmm. Uh, Email has been, you know, very, very uh, useful tool for many, many years. Mm -hmm. People have been using email for their business, uh, for their personal, uh, for their tax. Uh, you know, uh, if you if you forget your password, what do you do? You mm-hmm. go on your email, and then you get your recovery code. So email has been number one. There's text messages. Yep. Uh, there's also uh, websites. You know, a lot of time we would uh, website that has they, they have actually become more secure. Mm-hmm. If if the the companies who websites you're visiting, they have put security uh, tools uh, in place that are keeping them secure. Um, you probably are best to explain that, uh, function, <laughs> but, but email is of course, number one source, uh, and a lot of time people unknowingly receiving messages from the people they know mm-hmm. click on links yeah. and, uh, that can open up a can of worms. Like, uh, sometime you won't even know you have a virus. Your computer would all of a sudden start acting slow
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you would just try and doing different methods. but but you wouldn't know what you did and uh, the effect might come now or come down the road, but Mm -hmm. eventually you will see that one click that you did not knowingly can cause a lot of harm. Like um, there's been um, stats uh, by the government of Canada that Mm -hmm. uh, I was um, eager to share on this podcast. Yes, um, please do. That in 2021 alone, uh, the number of reported frauds uh, costed $379 million. Wow. Uh, which is a 130% increase from previous year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it is only based on 5 to 10% reported crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of that, almost 380 million, or you can say million, close to 400
2: million,
1: yep. 70% fraud was caused uh, or, or was due to uh, cybercrime. Uh, now, if if you look at the numbers, only five to ten percent crimes were reported. Mm-hmm. That means that that seventy percent of cyber attacks were were basically only five to ten percent reported crimes. So, yeah. if we start uh, looking at the overall picture, the damage is huge. A lot of businesses do not even survive after a cyber attack. Mm-hmm. Like on average, uh, estimated value of uh, uh, or or um, Cost that goes behind a cyber attack for any business is a million dollars. Yeah. So if your revenues are basically, you know, um, under a million dollar, guess what? If your business is getting attacked, you are not able to uh, recover mm-hmm. from that damage.
0: Exactly. So if I do some quick math, and no promises that this is correct, if uh, if the cost is almost four hundred million right now, based on that five to ten percent of reporting. Let's assume it's ten percent. that means we're actually talking about four billion dollars from a cost perspective if we presume that the other you know ninety percent then gets reported four billion dollars is absolutely huge from a a business perspective. that's revenue lost out of the Canadian economy that could be you know hiring people doing things or doing all of the the work that businesses are supposed to. So if my math is correct and I'm literally doing it chicken scratch as you talk, um, if I'm wrong, please tell me now.
1: (laughs) No, it, it it makes sense. In fact, uh, uh, if I'm looking at it, the number is even huge Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, as we speak, um, uh, you know, a lot of uh, cyber uh, activity is happening, right? A lot of, Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, one of the facts that cyber criminals are evolving daily, they are finding new tools,
2: mm-hmm. new technologies,
1: new ways of, um, you know, spreading those malware attacks, yeah. um, ransomware attacks in return. What are we doing as a business owner? Right? Yeah. What steps are we taking for their counterattack? Like, mm-hmm. what are we going to do today? that can stop them from attacking our business um and it, and, it, and it's a basically a group of uh, uh businesses that are working together if i am a business owner and if i buy my um uh, uh let's say i work with an accounting firm for my um for my taxes mm-hmm. for my bookkeeping right. and if my business is compromised what effect i had on my business can impact that accounting firm Mm -hmm. now if that accounting firm is dealing with another 10 organization in regina for example so that ripple effect is is huge Mm -hmm. and uh uh, going back to the number you came up with um it's probably possible in fact the damage is even more so we all need to make sure that we're taking small tiny steps every day to secure ourselves so we can avoid such a catastrophe.
0: A couple of months ago, I shared a blog post on my website, uh, as well as a tool for anyone who was subscribed to my newsletter and in that blog post and in that, um, uh, in that tool, all I was doing was giving them a spreadsheet that said, Hey, let's keep track of your passwords. So what is the password for your website? What is the password you know, for your domain and your hosting and for lots of people that went beyond their comfort level. As soon as we started talking about hosting and DNS and, um, some of those pieces, one of the things, and I know you and I agree on this point, uh, one of the things that I always say to a business owner is a make sure you retain ownership of all of your digital assets. And that's something as simple as the documents you create, your website, your social channels, because there's a very significant number of times where I see business owners give their ownership over to someone else. And for me, like I refuse to own other people's stuff because, yeah, if I get compromised, I do not want, you know, that to then spread from there what kind of what kind of tools like as a small business owner you know where can i start i know you talked about linkedin learning but but now i'm ready to do something what should be some of my first steps shazad uh
1: first step is you need to uh, number one very important a lot of businesses when we start talking to them they do not know what they have in their business Mm -hmm. um Sometimes they would have uh, idle devices hooked up to their network mm-hmm. that they do not know what the purpose is, and those are unupdated, unpatched devices that can be very, very harmful for for the organization. Okay. Um, so, so first, first thing first, you need to do an inventory of your entire IT environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be as small as a you know uh, keyboard mouse you know, um, printers, um, cell phones that are getting connected. And, and the second thing you need to do is to see what is your, um, network coverage. Mm -hmm. For example, if you have a business where you allow, um, visitors who who come to your business and who are accessing your network to go on the internet. Mm -hmm. Is it secure? Is it, uh, is there any, um, security in place, that they are not going to be connecting to the same network as your staff is connecting to. So you got to make sure that that's separate. Um, apart from that, you also need to make sure that your devices, no matter how many devices you have in your organization, uh, server, computer, laptops, um, uh, printers, network storage devices, everything should be updated on a timely basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, After email, the second, uh, let's say, for example, in uh, in an attack, somebody clicked on a link. Uh, What happens is that was somebody's mistake. But if your computer was never updated with a very important security update from Windows, guess what? That update that was left out can be also a cause of an attack. Uh, That's what cyber criminals are doing is they're finding loopholes an existing code Mm and existing um, you know um, piece of software that you're running on your computer and if that was never updated uh, guess what you are opening a door for an an attack so you got to make sure that all your devices are getting timely updates
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you are keeping track of all the devices who are being updated because Again, you cannot always leave those things in your uh, in your staff's hand. They have tons of things to do every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they have to to make sure that they're doing their task regularly. So there has to be um, uh, an automation or monitoring in place that they are the computer, the devices are being updated,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's where you know that you have you know done your job in terms of patching your devices. Yep. And of course, after that, you have to secure your network with proper uh, network device uh, software and then you also need to make sure you have a good security uh, antivirus uh, or uh, nowadays there's been uh, enhancement in that is called endpoint detection and response EDR which basically uh, not to get too technical but can roll back a ransomware attack uh, Mm -hmm. which we can probably uh, discuss um, down the road but Mm -hmm. there are tools that you can use to protect your, uh, your assets, uh, and also kind of help, you know, your staff to be more secure from their daily job.
0: Yes. I'm going to share a really quick, funny story. Um, in our office, we have a network and one of the alerts that I have set up on the network is if a new device joins the network, I just get an alert on my phone, right? Not a big deal. And the one day a device that I knew was supposed to be inactive, suddenly joined the network and it joined the network at some like really weird time of the day so I knew exactly who had done what uh, and in this particular case it was actually one of my teenagers uh, who was using it but here's the good part was one of my teenagers had taken their sibling's device and was logging on to the network (laughs) the sibling wasn't home the other one was logging in and I was like Uh, Hey, what's going on? And, you know, said teenager was like, Oh, good God. Like, why does mom have to know so much about this stuff?
2: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of the things that I often see right now, and you know, if you, you look in the average business, you've got folks who are nearing retirement and maybe aren't particularly comfortable with technology. Some are, that's not a generalization then you've got i'll say generation x who is a little bit more comfortable with it but you know maybe not in detail right down to generation z who has never known a world without a phone in their hand and the culprits that i'm seeing most often right now are my generation z folks because they want to click everything they move so fast they don't read um any thoughts on you know what that might look like in the next five to ten years for a business how do we start to put controls and protections in place from that that behavior where we all just click everything without thinking
1: uh very very important question and i think uh it, the the answer to that question is we all need to start uh about cyber security awareness um at a very young age for our our young generation Mm. uh education 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 the more we spread awareness about it it's it's going to help us down the road uh and five to ten years what we see here is now that um what COVID did that it uh opened up doors to a lot of uh new platforms for example Mm -hmm. work from home
0: yes exactly
1: and what we have been noticing that countries are taking huge advantage of this opportunity they are they're uh, actually allowing um, remote workers to come and live in those countries which for example you know um we usually do it when we retire we we go away when when it's super cold here we just <laughs> go and you know uh live somewhere warm yeah. that's actually happening now for for younger generation who have um who have the ability to work for the employer from from anywhere in the world,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not they—they're they're able to go and live in the places of their dreams, yes. but they're also able to work remotely, live a lifestyle that they—they they like. And mm-hmm. uh, what what uh, that uh, says that we all need to make sure that the businesses who want to keep up because there's a shortage of labor,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we
1: we can't find yeah. the right person to work for us, and if we need to find the right resource we need to make sure that we open our doors to those people who have uh, who have that option to work from home and if we do that we have to ask this important question that what are we willing to do to make ourselves secure because if a person anywhere in the world wants to work for us what tools we need to give them to be able to log in to our our network remotely do the daily job they are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, either it can be as small as email from any device they want, but we need to make sure that we provide the right tools, um, and and also not only providing the tools, but also keeping a check and balance,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: is very important. And we tend to forget that you know if we have uh, given an employee a company equipment, company mm-hmm. property to do their job. Our our responsibility doesn't end there. We have to yes. make sure that that device has been uh, in in track. We need to make sure that it's getting updated. Uh, it has some um, uh, some mechanism in place that if the person tries to visit any uh, suspicious website, mm-hmm. it's blocking. Yes, uh, it's it's making sure that uh, any extra work, uh, other other work that they are not supposed to be doing should be monitored and blocked. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you can make sure that your company property is safe because yeah. your company data is being stored on that device.
0: Exactly. And
1: data, data is is very important for any organization. So if you're making backups, if you're making sure the devices you have on your network are secure, mm-hmm. then only you can confidently hire someone to work for you from, from uh, work from home basis or or anywhere in the world.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that is fantastic advice. Shazan. we're just about out of time here today. Uh, before we do wrap up, can you maybe tell us how folks could get a hold of you? Um, should they you know, do some work first and then give you a shout or where do they start? How do they find you?
1: Uh, so we are uh, easy to find. Uh, our website is uh, ibits.ca. Uh, We are available on almost all uh, social platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, We try and uh, post regularly with tips uh, that businesses can do. And uh, it's to get hold of us, as easy as just picking up the phone and giving us a call and asking any questions you have about your business IT, Mm -hmm. we would be more than happy to provide our services. And we are also offering a free... Uh, network assessment of your entire um, business uh, at no extra cost, uh, with no obligation, because this is something we feel is important for to give back to our community.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. On that note, if you want to sell your story, then you need to tell your story. And there's no better place to start than being a guest on The Secret Life Show. If you would like to be a guest, you can email me at barb at above the fool dot live or reach out on our Facebook and Instagram pages at AboveTheFoldCA. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl, and founder of the Get Found for Local program. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.